several drinks later. Hello and welcome back to this uh, epic slog that we're going on. We're recording these in order live, so... Yeah, we've I've no had, idea how this is going to come out. I've had a couple of beers at this stage and everyone's having a good time. Yeah. So we're just going to try and get through as many as we can and uh, we apologise for like diversions as we go. There's rambling tangents, I think, as we've seen in the previous <laughs> one, ex- extremely so. But also uh, things are told out of order. Some things are uh, excluded for icy reasons. Yeah, and we're going to uh, miss stuff out. We're going to miss stuff out. But let's we had go. an amazing let's time. Go. Let's, let's go. Let's kick into it. It's a pre-event. So it's another Hikinia event, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the idea is, again, obviously, uh, Empire can go ahead. So this had to be put together in a relative hurry again. Yeah. Uh, but at this point, uh, Tom, Caitlin, and Phil, and everyone else who helps the crew are just actually like a pretty well-oiled machine, right, at this point. Yeah. They, they, put they, it are, together. they are the eerie lights events group right yeah and kicking I think they learned a lot of lessons as well from the first event and just went for something far more ambitious far more 130 ambitious. players i think it was 135 yeah. was on the books yeah but then some players had to drop out at the last minute so yeah. i think it was like 129 i think it was 129 in the end yeah but it was like that's a lot of people and yeah they really they smashed it it was yeah. so good the site was just outside of birmingham um, it was a really good site Roots and something? Yeah, it's the... Um, I think it's called the uh, Root and Branches. Yeah. Yeah, the Root and Branches, I think so it was. So, no access to water on site, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, but they did provide an absolute shit ton of water. No showers, but toilets. Yeah. I had a great time. Basically. I had an amazing time. Um, was, and they had all kinds of things. We'll get to the site itself when we get there, but they had all sorts of stuff there. There's one... Uh, so, to colour the rest of what we're about to say, I had a quite a serious thing yeah. happen to my back at the start of August. Yeah. Uh, I had to go in for surgery, and it was all very, very bad. So, yeah. basically, I've had to be recovering since then. Yeah. So, for the next two events I'm talking about, I really had to kind of take it easy, and I went as mm. a non-combat character. Yeah. Um, and, basically, everyone had to lift everything for me yeah. from the car. So... Huge shout out to Ian and Bungle for being so great. At, but, and and everyone, everyone Huge else. shout out to you for going, dude. dude. Like, like it, I was so pleased you could go. I was over the moon that you were well enough to go. Because, uh, yeah, I just, man. It was, it was, yeah, it was rough. But, like, it was great to get out there and laugh. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah. to be fair, it looked like you had a really good time. Mate, taking photographs is, yeah. like, the best thing. Because... I, I, because I couldn't go fight, yeah. it was like having the camera gave me an excuse to go to places and experience parts of the game that yeah. I wouldn't usually, but also like get to enjoy the combat side of things without actually taking part. And you kind of scratched at it a little bit in the previous event, because yeah. you'd obviously done photography there. Uh, and again, if you want to see any of the photos, we've got them. Uh, some of them are on the Facebook page and others are on the uh, LARP Empire uh, photos yeah. page. There's a few videos on the R yeah. Facebook, but yeah. like it's the rest fun of stuff, them. right? So hopefully yeah. you get a feel for things and the spirit of everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so so basically, like I was very tentative the entire weekend about what I could and couldn't do. But fortunately, I could walk around quite a lot. Yeah. And that's basically what I did. So um, yeah, really, really good. The arriving at the event we got player packs and they actually had loot in them yes. because it was another sanctioned event it was event. another sanctioned event and, and this one had had like just way more interactions with PD like the plot had been planned out a lot more uh, obviously they received resources actually from PD that could uh, like potions could be brewed and certain things could be made I got and, money yeah. and I got uh, a resource yes and it was like 
I was actually kind of like fairly like anti the idea of giving out resources mm. to player events because I was worried about the idea of you go to a player event and you have an advantage over other players mm. which you do in some ways mainly the kind of like interpersonal stuff and yes. political stuff the RP possibilities and the one-on-ones player are... events are OP when it comes to that stuff yeah. 100% like the connections I made at yeah. the last event this event and the it, subsequent event it's got nothing to do with the resources it's the player interactions it's time it's space it's like having like chance to build like uh, relationships with people that yes. you wouldn't really have a chance to otherwise yeah really really good it's yeah. like a, but like having like a little bit of resources coming in you burn through yes. so you many. spend far more than you get and yeah uh, they're also not it's not a huge amount of anything so it's nothing that's gonna change no. your game or make it like if you did hoard it all it wouldn't mean anything you know so yeah it's it, it was it was good fun. It was really good fun. And then, uh, so leading into this though, I really didn't want to actually do as many things as I did on the previous one. I just wanted to chill out a bit more. Uh, I'd really enjoyed the previous one, but obviously doing the plot, the monstering, uh, and prop making and stuff. It was a lot to take on in, in, in sort of that sort of four weeks. So I wanted to step back, and I just decided that instead, all I would do is I would monster, uh, and I would make props. Yeah, you, I made. You, you didn't like. What did you do though? So like, I made that. These actually didn't get used, but I'm quite proud of them. They're kind of like these um, sort of things that can be attached to the chest that have like these uh, arrow wounds that have these arrows that stick out of them. So you could attach. There's four of them, so you could kind of mock it up like there's four people who've been riddled with arrows, kind of thing. On the yeah, field. they all got shot in the chest. Yeah, and like you put them in your part of your kit. And yeah, they kind of sit there, and it kind of looks like you've been taking. So a we can set up corpses and stuff. So I, I did yeah. that, and that was quite good fun to make on the prop side of things. And then uh, I also decided I would try and monster something a bit more scary, uh, just to help out, right? To give possibilities. So I got a ghillie suit. I uh, had some of those plastic leaves from before, and I had uh, the, these two monster masks and these sort of rubbery gloves essentially so i could make this kind of like a dryad kind of forest monstery sort of higher velon kind of style appearance and the cool thing is i had this mask that looked like this kind of like this wood fey creature with like these eyes that i could turn on to make glow green dude it looked so good like I when you when you sent me a couple of like idea images for it and stuff of you in the kit it was yeah. like Dude, this is so good. Like, it looks so amazing. The, the even crazier thing was seeing what other people were doing, though. Like, looking at Robert and Robert's crafting for the monster that he made for this event was a, crazily okay, cool. Okay, and, and, like, he made this giant, like, it's, like, eight foot tall, seven foot tall creature yeah. that's, like... A full kit, you know, like, looks like a like a, a tree ant kind of style thing. A tree. It looks like yeah. a tree, but a wearable tree. Yeah. Um... And bear in mind, like, this is like one of the, the, for me, was like one of the cool things about all of this was seeing a whole bunch of people that came into the game at a, around the same time that I mm. did achieving what, like, when we when we first started doing the podcast, a couple of people started joking about us doing a player event. Mm. And we completely brushed that off as an idea at the time because yeah. it would be too much work. But I think being involved, yeah. even the small parts that we played in these player mm. events was just such a wonderful experience seeing like new players that came in when we did achieve yeah 
a greatness within yeah. like LARP, right? To be able to provide so much game and enjoyment for everyone else and in such a professional manner. Everyone was so, so amazing. Good. Everyone pulled together so much. But we had, uh, yeah, we had, I had this kind of monster kit and these props and stuff, but that was really all I wanted to do. That yeah. was really, that was, that was the, basically the, the limit of what I wanted to do. And obviously you were going to do photos. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to do was I've been making this uh, armor for, um, for Talos, basically, this new sort of fancy armor. Uh, I hadn't had it ready for the previous event, but I got it ready for this one. And it was like, this has been like quite a big project, which is basically making this laminar armor that looks kind of flashy, very Talos-y. Like all of the different discs, the metal discs that are on it have like this leaf, uh, so this vine pattern printed on them in this circle. And then he's got this whole, and it's all green and gold. And it was like, yeah, I was super hype about it. But it was like, I was literally cobbling together last bits of it like a few days before. And it was so cool. I never, I, and the crazy thing is I didn't actually wear it because Telus didn't fight all of them. But it was kind of cool as a challenge to get it done. And I can't wait to actually pop that on. That's good. Um, also made a scabbard for my sword and stuff like that. So I was kind of, again, pushing the kind of Telus kind of uh, sort of flashy game. I made like this scabbard that was kind of like the right size for like a wearable town sword. That was kind of the idea of it. So I had this kind of short sword that I can kind of carry around and thus there'd be no more problems with Talos not being armed. You know, I've got a, a fancy sword. Um, and the other thing was that we got uh, a camp bed. I got a carp fishing bed. Yeah, uh, I would say if you want to look for who is looking for the most comfort in the world, mm. fishermen... Yes. women are the best to look at because that bed that you got is the most comfy thing yes. and it pretty much allowed me to LARP for two events because of my bad back yeah. Ian lent me his bed and man I slept like a baby and I'm not talking about like pooping and yeah. and screaming all night like actual like <laughs> really good sleep the entire time it was so nice I, I can't wait to try it out I can't wait to try it out yeah and Ian thank you so much no no but no yeah, it, it was like, it was the I cool think, thing I I honestly think like they they are expensive. Yeah. Uh I got a uh I think it's a Witchwood Tactical X flatbed for anybody in, who's interested. Um but for anyone who's after like increased comfort over your standard camp bed and is has the money, they're a really, really comfortable way to sleep. Yeah, and also if you work for a fishing company and want to sponsor us, <laughs> then absolutely let us know. Like, I'll happily sell out for you. Like, please. It's so good. Also, like, okay, this is one thing that was, like, a common theme was uh, wooden chairs. And, like, mm. uh, I don't know if this is a comfortable conversation. Like, both me and Ian are not the heaviest dudes, but we're friends with people that are, like, heavy guys. And it's like the paranoia around some of these chairs and people mm. sitting down in them. They're quite old chairs as well. Yeah. Like they're just garden chairs. And it's just like, it's it's really like, like, so for me, I'm really keen on the idea of buying some more like fishing, fishing chairs yeah. and then putting some throws over them. Yeah, exactly. They travel light. They're really strong. They're not going to make people feel uncomfortable or worried about where they're sitting. They're more comfortable it's, as well. They're so good. Like, yeah. I think having a throw over a lot of those just solves all those problems. And the back support, exactly. everything about it's like yeah. so much better. Oh, it's, it's so much more comfortable. Oh, man. The butt cheeks on some of those wooden, wooden ones. ones are really harsh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, my butt's like two peaches and <laughs> like right? And it's not there's not enough flesh on it to really pad it when I'm sitting on a chair like that. So, yeah, I think camping beds all the way... I think, like, just 
looking at ways to increase your own comfort at LARP, like your physical OC Dude. comfort, is really big and really clever. Like said, Obviously, it's, it's not cheap, and I understand, like, you know, yeah. you've had to build up towards a lot of these uh, things. It's the, the horrible truth is sometimes, like, spending money on, like, really things that are going to add to your comfort over a weekend yeah. are so worthwhile, yes. i.e. fire, bed, seat. The awning that we have, which is a massive indulgence, mm. which is this fold-out uh, sort of three or four by four meter uh, awning that we can kind of put up and erect the fire under, set the seats under. It's a real luxury, but that as a feature in the camp, it I think it improves the comfort so much. Yeah. That coupled with fire and, and chairs. And also, it turns out in England, we sometimes it rains here. Yes. So it's often good to have yeah. something that you can kind of just sit under while still being in character. And but again, they're all they're all very expensive things, and yeah. you. Uh, you know, but it's it's definitely a way to look if you are thinking of like things that you can do to uh, in, improve your comfort levels. All of those things help, and I would advise them. But yeah, for sure, right? Let's get into the actual event then. So actually arriving there, me and Bung arrived, mm. and it was just like it was the letdown of not being able to go to Empire mm. was like this was so good arriving at the camp and seeing how big it Huge was. Huge camp. My goodness. So it, it, the camp even had, because it was actually a, a, a camp that was used for their own LARP. Um, so they had like a structure under which you could, say, set up a hospital. Mm-hmm. They had another structure, which was like a kind of, looked like a ship, like a wrecked ship yep. with like a throne in it. Yep. That, so you could use that as like, an, in, like a place to sort of actually like have meetings with an audience that was under a roof. Yeah. We had a, a, I think it was a 60 a meter, is it 60 foot or 60 whatever? Yeah. It was a giant ass fucking tent. It was enormous. It yeah. fit a bar in it and a whole seating area. Was it a tent? I thought it was actually like a building. No, no, no. It was a tent. Was it a tent? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Like how unreliable are we as narrators? No, I honestly we? thought it was a wooden structure. I'm what probably was, wrong. I'm what definitely was, wrong. What was crazy about it was, so we're all camping on the Thursday and it was like, so... The, think of it like there were two fields, two mm. massive fields split yeah. up by a little ditch in between the two. And a bridge. And a bridge. Which was really cool. Which was also cool. There's fairy lights on it. Yeah. Um, Navarre set up on one side near the entrance and also I think it was High Guard. High Guard. Set up a couple the other of other. Side. And then on that side there was also the giant fucking tent, okay? Yeah. On the other side there was all of Eurozen. The whole of Eurozen no, showed up. No, 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 no. There was the, the, but like a good portion of I would players. say a very good portion like when Eurozen are one of the biggest nations represented, it's like it's crazy. I think yeah, I mean, yeah. So then we had on the other side of the uh, the ditch on the other field was a giant Eurozeni camp, like Eurozeni on tour, like Eurozeni so cool. so summer. Players. I mean, yeah, Jesus. Yeah. Um, and then on the other side of the tent was everybody else, yeah, apart from Dawn, who had their own camp over that far side as yes, well. Okay, yeah, they did, didn't they? But do you know what was really crazy about it was. When I got told, oh yeah, by the way, they're going to construct a wall that goes that goes across behind where the big tent is, yeah. all the way across that first tent, and then it's going to go across onto the second field behind the Eurozeni camp and cut the entire rest of that thing off right. the wall. To form I this heard wall, this, but basically so you, you couldn't see the battle. Yeah, and I heard place. this like, oh, that sounds cool. I can even picture it in my head. And then before yeah. I knew it, I looked back and it was like, 
there was a literally a wall you couldn't yes. see past with like tarps and like wooden yeah. like uh, like metal uh, supports yeah, yeah it proper was like, things they were like really professional proper things but it was like well that's a wonderful way to separate like before you go out you just don't know what the fuck's going to be on the other side right like and that it little was great it added so much instead of like because the first Hikinir event it was kind of like kind of like light-hearted. It was very hard to hide things, so everyone had to kind of take yeah. it with a certain amount of salt. Yeah. But like in this, there were two skirmish areas. There was the woodland area, which was amazing, which was amazing. Yeah, and then the giant field area yes. for big battles. And there was that the NPC area that was used for like the which I was not part of, but there was like meetings with heralds and stuff. But and there was like I an was area there. For, I didn't yeah, even yeah, get yeah. into that. Yeah, Jesus. there was a whole bunch of crazy stuff happening. It felt like mini empire. Oh, it felt like mini empire for sure. Like, like I really, there's, it's it's not quite Empire, right? Because there is something very special about like yeah. an actual. Event. I described it as methadone compared to heroin, right? <laughs> like it was like it's still good, but not as good as it. it was just it, it's a it's a different scale, yes. it's a different beast. I think that's Agreed. how I would say. I had, yeah, I wouldn't even and, say and as good as. No, no, as a role I had. Put it. Yeah. But this was probably one of the best events I've ever been to. Yeah, uh, it was really good. The the. I think seeing all the different nations and having very distinct groups around the thing that you can interact with mm-hmm. and how those groups actually interacted rather than having like one homogenous group was yeah. really interesting. Um, yeah, so we all got set up, had a much more mild Thursday yes, night. Yes, we took it much easier this time. And it was so nice, actually. It was, it was a really lovely, chill thing. Like Also, Sasha... Uh, Orion's character had set up like his Varishkin map-selling tent like inside our camp super cool like that whole part of the story is yeah, amazing he, I can't he's wait. basically created like um he's done a bit of cartography and actually gone through the wiki and actually yeah. measured up the distances between the different areas on the wiki and designed yeah. the map that way yeah so it's like way more precise than 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 well i, I don't think know. It yeah is. yeah it's damn good mapping it's a damn good mapping yeah it's it's um, good fun. and it looks amazing uh but we will get to all things mapping over the weekend it was great and like so Orion and Sasha as, uh, as a character have become really like a a, 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 a kind of in, a, an extension of the group almost like a, a constantly welcome guest definitely, definitely. Uh, yeah right we should get into the actual event yes, though, we right should. yeah so um you unfortunately had thought you had lost your soft kit oh my word oh my word so yeah I thought I'd lost my, lost my soft kit which is like it was it was all those things where it's like you could try and make do but it's like I've worked quite hard to try and like get the look of my kit right right like but i've lost it was things like my trousers and like my undershirts and stuff like that and like all of my underwear right like so like it's the kind of stuff where it's just like losing it is really not an option mm-hmm. right i can't really bodge all of that stuff and i was like oh man so i'm just gonna have to go on this drive back so i drive all the way back home fortunately we're not that far away that's the one thing to say we're not that far but it was a hefty it journey was there and far. back it was like three hours there and back right probably a bit longer but it, yeah which was not ideal but it, i did get to go home i guess i had a shower realized though that the things that i'd gone home for weren't at home and must be at the camp and that i've massively overreacted in a very enesh way oh it's so bad so the worst thing about back, it was like i felt bad for you because of how you'd feel about it because oh. like you're sat there for the entire drive just kicking your own ass actually i was okay with it I kind of yeah I was alright with it to be honest with you it was kind of annoying like for the first like 20 minutes and then it's like you're just driving and I knew I'd be back right Mm -hmm. 
So it wasn't really a problem. And there was plenty of time because that's the, another, the, the benefit of obviously coming on the Thursday and having the Friday, you, if you realise if you've gotten something, you're not kind of already there. You know, you know, so you, you've already been there for a while and you can leave pretty early. So came back though and uh, basically found it straight away. It was just standing literally under part of the awning and I just hadn't brought it into the tent and that, and that was that. So, <laughs> you know... It Check was, everywhere before you make a very rash decision. It was savage, but honestly, I'm jealous of the shower. So yes, yes, there you go. So um, yeah, we had some early skirmishes. Now, I actually was not as involved really in a lot of things regarding plot and okay, all of that. So I I went on a bunch of skirmishes yeah. as a photographer. Yes. So I got to kind of like break the fourth wall a bunch of times in this where yeah. I got to kind of like go behind the scenes and see what was going on. And basically they had like a little uh, woodland area where mm. they could have these little woodland skirmishes against the Volant. Yeah. And they were running them every half an hour and you had the same crew. They took it in terms of four hours or so of crewing. Yeah. I can't remember how long it was. Oh, it was... man. Like, there was some special shit going on back well, then. Well, I was the monster <clears throat> for one of them. Yeah. Uh... I, I think that was a Saturday when you were doing yeah. stuff. We should just, like... Yeah. Over the course of the weekend, yeah. I got to take pictures of different groups of skirmishers yeah. uh, against uh, players. Um, mainly what it involved a bit of smoke. People yeah. come into an area. They fight some Valorn. Uh, maybe uh, an ent flies out and tries to kill them. Yeah, bit of a fight. Yeah. they deal with the lawn and then get out of there. These developed over the weekend to a whole bunch of different things. So yeah. there were like some wacky shit happening later. But one thing I want to go into like real quick is how nice it was seeing the bond that the the Valorn, like yeah crew had when you're monstering together and you're doing several rounds of things oh, and you're just hanging the, out. it was so nice seeing the bond grow so yeah. quickly. I took a few like group pictures. But, like, trying to sum up, like, everyone's a little tired. They've had a couple of skirmishes. They're into the froggos at this point just to get some energy yeah. up. And they're, like, they're having such a lovely time. And it was, like, but they were all so unified yeah. in wanting to give the players that came through the best time. Yeah. Like, I took this picture that I still, like, I'm I'm going to win a LARP award with. <laughs> which what was... This? There's a picture. That was the... that, no, there's a picture of a, of just there's a scene of the Vlorn and the heroes fighting in the woodland. Okay, and then in the bottom left hand frame, there are just two feet point straight up in the air. <laughs> and I know it's the one. Yeah, so good because it's just like I'm gonna call it like dedication or something because it's just so funny to have these two feet. Like this guy's like falling over and suck his feet right up in the air, and it's just so good the dedication to it. So that was the sort of vibe that was happening back there, and good times were had by all. Yeah, really, definitely. really nice. Um, yeah, you helped out the hospital. Yeah, so one of the things, obviously, once skirmishes started happening, we had to form a hospital and get a triage area up. Uh, and yeah, just putting that together was like it was done in a real kind of a, a dash because I think somebody come through who was injured. We had to sort of start putting all these things t- together, and. I, I was actually not that involved. Uh, this is one thing for... Because I know a few new players mm. that are new to the Physic game. Yeah. They were like part of setting up the hospital. Yeah. So it's these little... Um, like, if you're a healer and you're going to an event, 
yeah. setting up a triage station near whichever gate is going to be happening or whatever the yeah. entrance is is a really good idea and it's a really great way to kind of like bond people around you to play the game yes. play your game that you want to play and the healer block for the entire weekend was just on ham they were just having the best time like yeah, there was these, so much fun things these skirmishes go out they get valorned like they get miasmed people get thrown out traumatic injuries like bear in mind our friend jeffrey who uh, is a dawn player who did the dawn yeah. um, uh, episode with us on the nation episode yeah. he's there Throwing out uh, uh, like uh, serious injuries to what are they called traumatic the wounds. traumatic wounds yeah. to people like bam you get a traumatic wound and you get a traumatic wound and it was just like so much fun yeah. there was like peril but at the same time like good times yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. what I love about love oh, that's, it was like, good so things. good like and yeah no saying up the hospital was great fun we kind of go for together pull people in got them for treatment and stuff um and like Sophie who plays uh, Fionn I think really did an amazing job actually like orchestrating a lot of stuff with like the hospital the whole time she's a really good example of a player that kind of like just you can't tell how inexperienced they are they just grab game by two hands and play their game you know like so good yeah yeah, like, like so, like if you're being treated by Sophie, you would not know how little experience she has on the field. She's uh, I always assumed she had loads of experience. No, like yeah, I just assumed that she was much more experienced. I think she might have one event, maybe like, well, something really, like honestly, that. Like it's like, not many. Like it's. I, I, to be honest with you, I, I, I think kind I'm of, right, I, 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 yeah, I assume she's got way more experience than me. To be honest with you, like some um, people, some people just bring the heat. Some people are just do. really good. Like yeah. she's phenomenal. She she just organised the whole hospital really well. And there's loads of other people who helped as well. I should say, mm-hmm. actually, weirdly, being Talis and being like a healer and apothecary and stuff, I. I just decided I, I wanted a little bit less game this time. I just wanted to chill out and enjoy the experience of being there a bit more. We so had also of... been to the other event. Yeah. So, and it was quite quickly afterwards. So yeah. I think we were all feeding a little... I we'd was gone a little through, we'd, got a, we'd gone through a lot of stuff that we yeah. wanted to do. Yeah. And then we were like happy just to experience the event. Yeah. Right? In in the end, actually, we got drawn into a bunch of stuff. <laughs> yeah. We got drawn into a bunch of stuff. But it was one of those things where, I yeah, I'd... I'd I kind of uh, wasn't as much a part of it as maybe I would be in the future because I'm really up for the hospital game, by the way. Yeah. It's so much fun. So so Sasha set up his little uh, camping area of all yeah. of his maps out and all of his wares, okay? And I'm talking to him and he's talking to me about like selling them, okay? Right. And I'm asking him like how much are you selling these for? And he went, <laughs> well, I want to get this amount for them. And I was like, no, Sasha. Yeah. That is far too little to sell these for. Yeah. Um, you should not sell them for that amount of money. Yeah. And he was like, but I always feel awkward when I'm trying to sell the stuff. And it's just like, this is, okay, dear listener, I'm not a bad person. Okay. I want to make that clear. <laughs> but he said to me, why don't you sell them for me? Yeah. And then I was like, well, I'd have to get a commission. And he went 20%. <laughs> I took that yeah. immediately. <laughs> like, I could have pushed it to 25, but I feel a Varushkin 20% is as solid as you're going to get yeah. and, like, negotiating at that point. So good. It's like, I've got a golden ticket. Because, like, these maps, by the way, are so beautiful. I've got a golden <laughs> twinkle in my eye. 
I've got the most beautiful maps in the empire and I'm earning 20% sitting on a beach. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you went like, full Hans Gruber. Oh my God, Hans Gruber all day long. I was like, all about making that money. I was like, are you serious? Like, you've just unleashed. Like, this isn't my pocket word. change either. It was just yeah. so good. And it was like, what's great about selling Sasha's maps are, they're fantastic. They sell themselves. Any salesman, like, loves a product that just sells itself. Yeah. Like, People started sniffing around, having a look, and I was just like... You were pulling people in to have oh, a look. It was so good. I loved look. it. It's like... It was really good for you as well, I think. Right? It was a, a really nice part of game that you could properly sink into. I can't fight. Into. I can't do any of this yeah. stuff. It was really great for me to have something like a real purpose over the weekend mm. was to shift these maps, try and get some money for Sasha as well, right? Like, it was like... Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. it was I mean, really good. It was really good. Anyway... I do uh, a whole bunch of wheeling and dealing over the weekend, come out of it with some serious coin by the end well, of it. Well, you help me as well. Let's not forget, you help me sell stuff. We'll get to that later, but that was I a lot of I feel like brokering might be my thing. Dude, you you're really want, good at it. Like, if, if, so, if, I think I'm like legit now after the weekend. I'm worth 20%. Yeah, like I'll I'll make it worth your while to sell your product through me. Like I, I can say, like I'm going around, like I've basically made these potions and these herbs and my books that I've been making. I've only got a few of those left. Um, I'm walking around with them and I'm trying to sell them and not having an amazing success. Right, <laughs> Gaelic comes out and just starts shifting, <laughs> shifting product, and I'm like, these are numbers I can't reach. This man's worth. <laughs> Every penny. And I'm not even paying you. Yeah. It, I'm but, not even paying you. But it was more like he saw Talis trying to sell his... And it's like... It's worth more than that. It's worth more than yeah, that. An artist, an artist really struggles with how, the value of their own art. I think that's one of the big things when you talk about actual like professional artists. That gap between them undervaluing their stuff and then being willing to actually charge the value of what it's worth. You, you, you helped me sell my uh, second box set of my book. Like there was only two box sets. I think out we're there. charging too little. Like we had far too much interest at that price point for that. This is this is OC. Like we need to talk about this. No, no. Well, actually, stuff, like I'm happy to talk about this. So this element of it. OC. Okay, cool. Like I don't. I, I think it could make more money. Yeah, but I don't care. I, I want it. Okay. Like the whole point of writing the book is that it's part of the game, right? I don't want to just end sessions for... with like copies of them left in my bag right? i want to shift them for premium items though i think there's a market so so when we first came into empire we had mm. the idea of uh selling small things mm. a lot yes. to sell money yeah to make money okay yeah that's a lot of hard work that's a lot of hard work okay what you actually want to be doing is unless you're selling cake with a child if you're selling cake <laughs> with a child ignore what i'm saying you will make bank so add child to whatever you're selling gg you're gonna win okay like that is making money you can sell carrots right um but like the big ticket items all you need to do is find yourself a really talented person that doesn't know how talented they are and then just sell their shit for them <laughs> and then make money that's it that's 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 gellert's road to success oh it was so find funny. the talent it was so there's funny. a word for this uh exploit i think is the word uh but it is like <laughs> that's what you need to do no honestly like 
you just you shift product there's nothing else to be said on the subject like there's a notable increase of but i think it's more like like when i'm selling stuff i'm never dishonest about what i'm selling it's like you just basically need to let people know what you're selling what it is and then like and and why it's special and then players will come to you i literally had a a thing i won't say uh who it was but in the eurozeni group yeah i come over there with a, a bunch of these and immediately by the way i'm also saying um here is these maps here is how yeah, much yeah, they're yeah. worth um if you if you want this like you're gonna have to let me know and put coin up otherwise if like yeah. someone else comes along with a better offer i'm yeah. gonna have to take that offer yeah. okay there are no other offers yeah there is just the impression of other offers <laughs> and then people just start reaching for their wallets and trying to gather coin <laughs> This one gentleman had to, he had a throne and resources. Right. And I was like, well, you know, like we have to take them, but I don't want a higher markup on the things. Then he got uh, his broker in and she came over and was like looking at all this stuff and was just like, this is worth this much. This is worth this much. And he was like, okay, how much would you play for then? And it's just like, "That's, that's the market price. And it's like, well, let's do that trade then. Yeah. And it's like, to, to give me the coin. Yeah. And this is all playing out, okay? Yeah. Sasha saw this interaction and literally had to walk away. As the creator of the product, could not hack the kind of yeah, intensity of the bartering and how hard... Because Sasha would be like, just take it. Please yeah. take it. You clearly love it. Just enjoy it. Like, that's yeah. Sasha. He's such a lovely yeah. person. Yeah. But it was like, so much fun seeing people like gathered together all their money to pay for a thing it's it a beautiful object and it they're, they, they're the, getting a bargain i, I actually well. i actually think it is actually kind of cheap actually to be honest yeah. with you if that but, was but this was... this ties back into what i'm saying though like to be honest with you like i've made a lot of potions and weird herb things that actually i think are probably worth a reasonable amount of money as well mm-hmm. uh there's a lot of time and effort gone into them but again because there's been a okay. lot of time and effort gone into w- them one guy bought them who was a great player by the way i, I won't mention his name because i don't know but the he bought a map because yeah. a thing he had built was on the map featured on the map yeah that's how detailed these are and it was like i don't know what the value of that is yeah but i think it's whatever you have so i actually work for a map department uh for a research library and um there's a really interesting thing that's happened in history which is essentially people who make maps need to make a living just as much as anybody else and uh, in the past, they will have approached people and said, I'm, I'm surveying this area, I'm making this map. If you could fund it, there might be an, a possibility of having your property listed on this map mm-hmm. and with a title. Uh, and of course, then they got funding. And so it feels it's a very real thing, right? That like, you can see why like that is immediately appealing, right? You're interested in that. Like, I, think, I think even... I think for the price... Like, I'm, I'm already selling it, but it's like... Even in your own home. Yeah. Like, how cool would it be to have a map of an area in-game on your wall? Yes. But have stuff you'd made in it? Yeah. So every time you walk past it, it's just memories and what awesome. If, I mean, again, like, obviously, it's, it's, we're talking about things that Sasha can do. Sorry. But, like, what if you did, yeah. like, personalised maps showing where people's banner locations were on the I map? mean, really. You know what I mean? Like, anyway. It, I've so got good. a golden ticket. Uh, I won't do the whole song again. No. But the, um, yeah, selling maps, selling your stuff, 
like really really good you times. were phenomenal so um, hats off do you want to go into some of the craziness that was happening in the camp over the weekend yeah, so you're probably about to go a bit deeper into this than me, to be honest with you. I, I don't know whether I can. Yeah, I didn't have too much to do with the plot throughout the whole event. What I do know is that a stone was placed into the hospital. Yes. And this basically started giving off an aura that was affecting people. Uh, and the decision was made to take the stone out of the camp. Yeah, it had an aura to it. Yeah. Uh, so. So this was... Mages show up, detect magic. Yeah. This has the whole like shebang, a right? whole bunch of things like trying to insight, whatever the. I don't know all the ins and outs. Yeah, I don't know. This game. is beyond my pay grade. There were priests and there were mages yeah. there, and there was lots of people trying to do their thing. Also, there was rumors that this stone had been dropped off by somebody dressed in blue and white robes. Ooh. Right? And blue and white robes, that kind of tends to sort of like make you think of certain nations Urizen for example maybe something in Dawn something like that so or some suspicions start going out like who's who is this can we find this person I don't know how that played out but that sounded very interesting the rumour mill yes. in any event is but that's how people get lynched yeah. right like that's how people actually get lynched well things got rumors. very feisty as things went well on. well yeah things got very very well, spicy as things get well, on well we'll get to feisty but later. um yeah so the decision was made by Lanius uh, to basically get the stone out of the <laughs> camp <laughs> out of the camp yeah right? I think that's reasonable and uh, and basically he was going to take it out originally but then there was a uh, play from the marches who was playing like a draugir uh, and was this, I think a first time player right I don't he know. was amazing I think he was and he's, <laughs> I don't know I don't know I think he was but he was just an imp- or, or his first time playing this character maybe but he was amazing he did like throughout the event like a whole bunch of things but one of the things he did was take this stone out of the camp and fuzz it somewhere out of the camp right it's the problem is <laughs> removing the stone and fuzzing it sounds like a good idea <laughs> until the moment you do it. And then it sounds like and a bad idea. And then it's bit. like, what the fuck did we just do? I know. Did we just throw the plot into the woods? Oh my word. And so then this started building up this whole thing of like, was this the right move? Was this the correct thing to do? He, and, and he comes back with like a traumatic wound. There's all this stuff going on. There's this other whole plot which slowly starts getting unpicked from this point onwards, I think, of how there's like a Winter Herald out there who's making some kind of bargain or something. I know so little of this, I cannot inform you about all the details. But all of this is sparking off in the background of this whole event. It was a lot. There was was like a a general sense of mistrust and like suspicion. Yes. Over even other nations. Yes. Like, that was definitely a vibe. Um, <clears throat> a little uh, internal politics now. Yeah. So we had a uh, brands meeting, <clears throat> which is basically for our banner, the Entwined Past, which is a combination of various different uh, steadings and stridings uh, that are basically formed together to make this one sort of mega thing called the Entwined Past. Mega thing. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're like... <laughs> Yeah, no, 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 I like it. Yeah. It's good. Like a yeah. Megazord, like right? Like a Megazord. Like, like, yeah, like the different, they come together and make the big thing with the glowing eyes. A Mega Striding. Yeah, a Mega mecha Striding. Um, yeah, or a Mega, or a mega Steading. <laughs> a mega, yeah, exactly. <laughs> mega Striding or Mega oh Steading. Oh my God, the Entwined Paths is heading towards Tokyo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Full on, like, I'm a dickhead style Godzilla. Yeah. 
Right, yeah. 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 What do you mean with the bad guys? With the bad guys? <laughs> I'm kind of morally grey actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a lot of radiation. Um, right. Um, but no, so uh, we have this thing where basically the uh the brands of the different uh members of the entwined paths have a seat on the council and can speak and can discuss things. Uh, we have a uh, a player uh, called Caddock, who's played by John, who's just a fantastic guy, plays as the speaker. And Basically, it's like we had... Because the last event, we didn't have a majority on stuff. Yeah. So a lot of this stuff was more like a group of those Steadings and Stridings were coming together mm. to really lay out what would, what would best be described as a constitution. Yeah, the constitution of the entwined past. And it was a really fun chat. Yeah. And it was like, okay, so... There were like changing of power, so yeah. uh, like um, there was discussion about what power the speaker should have, if any. Who and everyone was so respectful yes. of the circle. Yes, and he was like, allowed to speak. Like for example, that we have like obviously voting positions and advisory positions. Yeah, how they interact with each yeah. other, who where the power actually lies, yeah. um, all of this stuff, and it's like. We're kind of setting up a kind of... It's very feudal. It's kind of like the yeah. chiefs of each thing yeah, actually yeah. are the absolute, yeah. like... The top, um, but they're... Legislator they're, they're, or whatever. They answer you know? to their subordinates. Right? But they aren't... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. um, and the the advisors on each subject have no vote on anything yeah. and can be completely ignored and actually voted out. So yeah. there's loads of... But the consequence of those experts speaking on the things they're expert about and those that those details being ignored would be spoken of, right? It would be noted. Yeah. Like you can have that kind of thing. Like you're it's, the it's basically yeah. any like political like like graduate is yeah. like they're like it's really fun talking about yeah. it and going through the nuance of like legalities and how things will approach with this. And dude, this is coming from someone who when we first started was like I never want to do any meetings ever. Yes. Yeah. And now I am like balls deep in this meeting, yeah. having the best fucking oh, it's time. So good. Like, but also like I like the power dynamic between Talis and Geller. Like, I asked yeah. your permission to speak. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. and you were like, speak freely. And then I was like, I could feel like tacit approval of stuff that I was saying and other stuff. It was really fun interacting. There was a really, like, over the course between the two events, there was a whole thing of, at the end of the last event, for Talis, the question was resolved, right? About his, where his kind of heart His loyalties. Yeah, and his loyalties and all of that. Like, but uh, one thing that happened during the course of the event, which is a bit further in the future, but it kind of links in now, so speak about it now. So was the Lanius approached me and he had like this, uh, he basically had had the conversation about where, with me and, and was like, and I think, you know, you're, you're where you need to be kind of thing, right? And I, I was literally about to approach him and say the same thing nice. like, about what my decision was. And, and he got me like this pendant, which is like this owl clus- uh, clutching these three uh, arrows. And it's and it, like, it's just like, it, and it's like the owl is the symbol of like um, the crystal skies, like a, like a, and then the arrows, obviously, all this, like, yeah, it was super cool, right? I was really touched by it. That's awesome. Right? And it was like, it was like, like, we embraced, and it was proper, like, yeah, like, we'll, I'll always, like, try and help, right? Like, I'm always there, but this is where I need to be, kind of stuff. I got a really nice, genuinely really nice character resolution to a it's, bunch but of that's, stuff. But I think that's what's cool about story, right? Like, even by, <clears throat> and D&D players will know this, LARPers will know this. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. Um you arcs happen yeah 
naturally. Yeah. Um, and you should just enjoy them and yeah. then be aware of them when they happen, right? Like, yeah. I would also agree that 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 arc... That wave of the character arc's over, but there's another it, wave it coming. It will flavour everything that comes yeah. after it, but yeah. that very specific thing, and I think that was the hanging over us for two years, yeah. so therefore having to having a chance to process that and get it out is so good yeah like, it was a really cool thing to do as a group and it was exactly what I wanted from the character mm-hmm. like that's exactly that is exactly what I sought out for I think and it was really nice the way that everybody helped guide it and treat it as a story element because bear in mind like I, you know we're talking about this from like perspective of like you know I'm getting into RP right and that like people have allowed me kind of to tell this story as we've grown into more and more RP and got better at it and like yeah, I, I got like a really satisfying character resolution to that particular element. So yeah, I had a, a cracking time. Yeah. That was a really touching moment. Yeah. Okay, songs and stories, mini songs and stories. Yeah. Oh my words! So this was run by uh, Vic Tufi, uh, who is Justin's character, who is known as the big guy from the earlier episodes. Yeah. Who is now uh, like also played as Kiartan previously. I got like... big homie feels for Justin. Like getting oh, chance awesome. to hang out with him and game with him is really really fun. He came over to our camp a bunch of times. Was hanging out. We had yeah, just a top 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 class yeah. uh, fellow. And uh, yeah, so he was running songs and stories, and there were just phenomenal performances right bear in mind they you know talking 129 people mm-hmm. so much talent <clears> there <throat> like people like doing beautiful songs i mean there was this guy i think he was from dawn i'm terribly sorry if i'm wrong but he was so talented and he was doing all these different things justin's putting out some absolute bangers like kills his voice on the first night because he's just belting them out they're so good uh like uh, Sophie did a bunch of songs like uh, her character Fionn just like delivered like, I think around two or three different songs during the course of the night it was That's really awesome. good and they're this all was a, this was a theme actually I got the feeling I don't know if you felt this but at Empire at Anvil I should say yeah. <clears throat> there are key players that do things that are really important to a nation Yeah, and at player events they're not there yeah so people step up to the plate. Mm. Like, this happened on Friday night a lot, actually, where people were just singing songs on Thursday as yes. well, actually. And it didn't matter if you got the words wrong yeah. or you're out of key or got the timing right. Everyone just wanted to hear you sing or whatever it was. It was exactly like the same spirit as Songs and Stories. Yes. It was It was Songs and Stories. Like, it, it, like no... No separation. It was songs and stories. Yeah. It Agreed. was so good. Agreed. And like, like, like don't apologize. All of that. Was Whatever there. you got, yeah, is good enough. The spirit of it was totally songs totally. and stories. But like, going back to the in character, like songs and stories on that Friday night, I rock up there. Okay. Yeah. And I've had a couple of chardonnays. Yeah. Okay. Like, uh, and there's a few people saying around the story, and I'm like, I want to tell my story around a live circle. Yeah. Um. I'm a little underprepared. There's, I didn't quite have it right in my head before I did it. But you know that moment yeah. where you're like, okay, I don't know if everyone else feels like this. When you have like something that you're kind of nervous about, and yeah. like I'm one of those people when I'm standing next to the thing I'm nervous about and I have to go and do it, I'm thinking about it all the time, yeah. and it kind of eats me. Yeah. So the best thing I've come up to do is is just to kind of grab myself by the back of my own neck or whatever and just throw myself into the situation yeah. so literally rock up 
song finished I listened to two songs and then it was like there was a lull and then I said did I have a song and story someone said did I have a song and story and I said I have a story yeah and I literally just launched into it with as much confidence you as fantastic. I could like you did a really I good I didn't job, have dude. my uh, my tambourine yeah but Orion did Sasha did so I said I'm sorry could I borrow your tambourine yeah and it was just like it was just like I was like those little moments of like adding performance to yeah. it are like it's like I'm inside by the way I'm inside that yeah terrified yes and freaking yeah. out yeah but on the outside I'm just like boom let's do this thing right and this is where like we were talking about before with the idea of banter yeah I loved people like asking questions yeah. laughing giving feedback on stuff so I could zing off the back of them yeah and continue my story basically right. um, it was so good dude you did an amazing performance it's, there's a couple of hooks that I didn't put in which I wanted to put in which is annoying but yeah it's no no it, was, it, it came off great I actually missed a little part of it because I found out halfway through that like, I left the lights on in my car, so I literally had to run and turn them off. I'm so sorry, <laughs> oh, Ian, by the way. You just had a rough, like, I was so a practicality sorry. weekend. Oh, it was one of those where I was just like, geez. So I, I was, so I, I literally missed like a, a little bit of the middle, but I actually really enjoyed it, dude. Like, it was such a tragic moment for that to happen. I'm so sorry I left. No, but, but um, I, I think it's more like the, uh, it's still good. And I also like, it's, it's something I have to remind myself is like, just because something isn't, how you perfectly view it in your mind mm. doesn't mean it doesn't have value. So when you're putting it out there, yeah. like just because it isn't up to where you wanted it to be doesn't mm. mean that you didn't let other people oh, enjoy it, right? Yeah, yeah. And like there was just a great spirit of everybody giving it a go, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, Sasha did some performances as well that were really good. And then like Bungle was playing drums this whole time as well. And uh, I think Tom was helping out with instruments and stuff as well. And like, uh, I think... Like, Bung did, like, such a good job on the drums that, like, the next day uh, there's this uh, ritual that's taking place to restore people's hero points. And Justin yeah, invited Bung like to do a, this. There's, a, there's like, a, a ritual element yeah. to receiving this stuff. So people get to, like, play drums yeah. and do performances to revive people's hit points. Yeah, so, really and he was part thing. of that. It sounded, I, I wasn't part of it, but it, it sounds really cool. Like, that sounded like a great time. The thing that happened for me at Songs and Stories was there's um, this uh, player called uh, Rab... Ravidia, Ravadia, I think. Um, and she was like a phenomenal all, all event. But like she did this song. Is this the dawn? Yeah. She's awesome. Really good, right? Like She's... Full... she's she, this is an example of a completely new player. I wasn't sure if she was new or not. No, no she's, she's totally new. Yeah. But like... Smashing so good, it. dude. Like her costume's top notch. I, I don't want to go into too much, but I know she's yeah. like thinking about other nations and stuff. But yeah, she's like playing 5D chess on her first fucking album. It was outing. so good, dude. And like, <clears throat> so she does this song, right? And like, because uh, I had been thinking about doing my song live that like, whole night. It was one of those things where I was basically like, after you did yours, I was like, yeah, I need, I, I, I need to do it, right? But it was like I kept thinking, like, I'll do after the next song, after the next song, like next song, right? And of course, the end of the night is drawing near. No. So, but she does this song, uh, and it's just so inspiring because she really kind of gave it a go and just had so much courage in doing it that I was just like, I, I have to do it, right? Like, I have to. Yeah. So That's then awesome. I did mine afterwards, and it's like, hats off to her. She really gave me the confidence to step out and do it, uh, just for the strength of the performance. And I sang it, and uh, it was way, way better. And I slipped up once, like once, but only briefly. Uh, and I 
I got to perform it how I wanted to perform it. Like, um, there's a bit at the end of the song where I talk about, like, um, basically life can be swift, a mere flicker of sand. And, like, I, I'd wanted to do this thing. It's really simple, right? I, I wanted to pick up some sort of dirt from the ground and rub it between my fingers and throw it as I say it, right? And I got to do that live in front of the fire, like, throwing it into the fire and, like, deliver, like, the end lines of the song and stuff. And it was super rewarding. Like, everyone, it was, by that point as well, it was quite a small crowd of people because it was right near the end of the night. Um, but, yeah, I walking away and knowing that I'd actually performed it better was so good dude I, I felt really great afterwards mate that's that's what it's all about that's exactly what the fuck it's that, about that was probably like one of the main parts of my event just actually doing that was so good so like massive thanks to uh, Becca for that she, she was yeah, great she was a she's, she was actually like a really welcome part to a whole bunch of my like couple of weekends yeah. so yeah anyway let's keep going Ian yeah into Saturday Ian, we're, we're so slow right now we need, to, we need to keep going we're, we're doing alright we're into Saturday oh man I, do you reckon we're going to be able to make the whole thing this is like this is, we'll, we'll finish this one um, but we'll see where we go but like mm. no into Saturday then so okay it kicks off with a battle against the Valor right yeah and like this but this is a we're talking now a, a lot bigger scale battles than yeah. we've had before okay actually I'll do this one yeah okay so me being photographer yeah. I was like lovely skirting through. Oh, I just want to say, like, I really want to touch on one point. The uh, crew for the skirmishes were absolutely fantastic. They gave their time and effort, and they were so good. Like, little things like one of them said to me, You should be wearing a high vis while we're doing these things. I'm like, That's a really great point. High vising it up is a really yeah. good thing so it doesn't confuse players. But, like, really, they, they, they were just so good, the crew, by the way. I just want to say. No, no, um, I yeah, you, you're spot on. Like, yeah. everybody I worked with was professionals, super safe, wanting good game, yeah. guiding good game. Yeah, really, so really good. good. Um, so, Saturday morning comes around. The uh, one half of the field is like getting ready to go, okay? And it's like, uh, it's all of like Navarre and a few other different groups are going to like suiting up. And I'm like, all oh, right, sweet. Like, everyone get ready. All right, I'm going to go and look behind the curtain. So, I literally go up to the curtain, I pull it back and I go through and it's like a whole different world. It's like, there's Valorn, there's um, Ezotruniel, there's Ents, there's a giant tree man. Yeah. It's like, I'm like, holy fuck. There yeah. sure are a lot of you and not many people behind the curtain that's about to face you. And I was like, this is going to be bad. This yeah. is going to be very bad. Like, big we monster characters... Up. Everyone was fucking hype. Everyone got, everyone got to sleep the day before. Like everyone's good to go. Yeah. The battle is like, Ezetruniel way at the other end of the field. Okay. Yeah. They're all sitting there like, Kui, come get us, rah, rah, rah. Yeah. Imperial forces go through the gate. They uh, they spread out. Yeah. Start advancing down the field. As they're getting like engaged with the Ezetruniel. That's when like the Valorn spawns start coming out. From the back. From the back, behind them, from where yeah. they were blocking them from the exit. Also joined by ants, like tree, like normal sized tree people. Yeah, so I was like, dressed in my kind of woodland monster costume, essentially. Which is like... There's three of us. Which is surprisingly simple when yes. you actually went through it with me. Yeah. Because my interaction with it was like as a kind of in, 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 enjoying it in game. Yeah. And it really is just like, it's a ghillie yeah. with some extra stuff like fake Literally leaves on top of it, thrown over it yeah. and a mask. Yes. And then two gloves. That's it. And it's like, boom. 
fucking forest monster creature running along, high speed, yeah. terrifying. Hopefully it was that way. Like, the, the mask sells it all, actually. The mask is a really good mask. Agreed. The mask is really good. But yeah. you made, like, a little gang. Um, yeah. I got, like, one picture, which is really, really nice, which is a guy, like, after the battle, which was one of the end people, raising his hands in the air mm. in celebration of how much fun he had. Yeah. And I think that's a really good representation of it, right? Like, yeah. you had Jeffrey uh, following around Tom, who was in the big uh, monster suit, yeah. and he can't hear shit, and he's been yeah. guided around, and everything's going well. But basically, the battle, everyone advanced forward, hit the heirs of Turiniel, then they get invaded by Valorne. They have to try and do something. I can't remember what... I can't remember. A ritual what. I think there was a ritual something. that had to take place, yeah. Then they're like, we need to get the fuck out of here. And then they're trying to leave. Robert's trying to like guide people. Like everything's a little bit nutty. Yeah. And then they kept on getting hit by wave after wave after wave of baddies. Yeah. Until it got to that bit right in the middle, right? Where yeah. everything got a bit crazy. Yeah. It broke down into like sort of like 1v1, and 1v2 fights at stages. And a couple of Navarre went down. Mm. yeah and it was I only got to see I missed Daniel's death yeah but a, a young guy he's this is his first time out of academy actually playing his character yeah is like he dies and gets turned into a Vlorn husk yeah I think he gets killed actually so he he, he, he did turn into a Vlorn husk like as he he, he, he <clears> was alive <throat> in that state for a brief period and then was killed and executed and that's what happened and just so you know basically the idea is that if you're if you're killed by a Valorn, you will turn into a Valorn. Yeah. And your soul, in theory, is trapped inside you as a husk. Yeah, and which we want to do. It's the worst way to go. Yeah, it's the worst way to go, right? Because you, you, you're not in control of your own body and all that kind of you stuff. You could be so, there a thousand years. Exactly. So um, like, we, we kill them and we execute them yes. to release the souls. That's basically the idea. And Sasha... Yes. Sasha got caught out Our of glorious Varushkin. He got hit. He went down. He got physicsed up. Like any true hero, he turned to face the enemy without realizing that the lines had moved past him. And then they swarmed him and he went down. Oh my God, I've never wanted to be. I felt like, uh, you know, like how the BBC, like wild photography people are. Like they look at like, like a baby penguin, like lost out on the fucking ice by themselves. And you're like, oh man, that baby penguin's not going to make it. Yeah. And you're like, I want to intervene, but you can't. And it's, that's how I felt about Sasha's death. Oh. It was heartbreaking. I didn't see it. I was like, I didn't hear about it till afterwards that she did all that to camp. I was like, so sad about it. So Everyone was. It. Like, Sasha had such I a, was like massively a... sad about Daniel's death as well, right? Because like, Owain, his character. Yeah. Like, I'd, and there was another death as well, by the way, I think. I'm not, I'm not No, I sure. think there's only two. There was another one during... Oh, no, that was somebody else, a different part. Sorry. Yeah, no, I think there's only two in that battle. Yeah, but, it was like... uh, but Daniel's character dying was like... Uh, Owain's been a character who... Talos has kind of been sort of semi-acting as like a teacher for like healing. Yeah. Like, I haven't... To be honest with you, I always felt bad because okay. it wasn't like a part and of the story. Daniel's like, like a young guy. Yeah. And we're all... We're, but basically, we're, we're a real fan of the Burden Boys, basically. Yeah, right? So like, Daniel's got two sons. Richard, who's Caligan, and Daniel, who's... What's Daniel? Well, he's dead now, isn't he? Uh, Owain was his character. Owain, yeah. yeah. But they're like... They're both really great young lads. And we're yeah. definitely like... We really like them around the camp. And yeah. we're not the sort of people that usually hang around with like 16-year-olds or 18-year-olds, right? So it's yeah. really nice just to get to know them. So... 
His death was really, really, really sad, wasn't it? Yeah, and so we decided we would do a telling uh, for his character, mm-hmm. which is a, uh, a Ashbourne tradition of basically telling stories uh, about the person who's fallen. Yeah, it's a funeral, right? Yeah, it's but a funeral, we, but we all sit around and tell a story. Everyone stands up yeah. and tells a story. It's There's... a really nice mechanic to basically get people... like. If you die, lots of people don't really realise their effect they have on the game. Mm-hmm. So even a lot of his telling yeah. was very OC. Like, we were, like... Yeah, I think we all brushed against it. But I think there was, like, as well, like, I, I, respect for keeping it IC. No, I want to clarify that by being, like, there were just genuine feels yes. for how great we think Daniel is Daniel's as a, a guy. guy yeah. So we're, like... You know, we're telling stories about Gawain or whatever, but it's really about him yeah, and how well, great yeah. he is. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was a really nice touching moment. It's, it's a cool thing that we have as a striding, and it basically looks like it's semi-becoming something that we're going to do for the wider Entwined Paths. And it's a cool thing for me, because like, I semi-lead it. Um, and, yeah, it, it's just it was a really good, fun thing to do. So we were going to do that for Gawain, and the plan was to do it for Sasha. Mm-hmm. The issue being that we didn't want to do it until his soul had been released. I think this is a really good rule. Yes. That we, if it's, if a member of our group has been taken by the Valorn. Yes. And we don't have, haven't released their soul, then they don't, they don't get a telling. Yeah. I think that's excellent. That's excellent RP. And I think it was really good. Way. So we decided, we actually decided on that there. And I think I made that decision actually. Yeah. Because uh, it was like my call to make. Yeah. Um, but then Sasha's brother Gregor showed up. Yes. Who... Was... looks remarkably like Sasha but he had an entirely different kit like yeah. different colour like because yeah. Sasha wore a lot of red he went for the mustard and then he went, came back with this kind of mustard costume but he also had this cool hat that had all of these kind of symbols on it yeah. and then he played it like in fact he'd been coming here to have a word of his brother because he was actually the guy who made the maps and his brother was like taking a oh, cup yeah. from it and stuff I was like oh me and Sasha made a deal like he was like uh, I'm his broker I make 30% yeah you were like, it by 10% he was, it was like, so good he was like oh that doesn't sound right and I was like ah I'm just testing you it's only 20% yeah. but it's good that you figured it out like so fast yeah, yeah, just yeah. like your brother and then it's like there, then we went back into business together it was so good yeah and it was like yeah you just uh, hit it off where you were and went about selling maps and it's like it was a really cool moment, like and like he came back. As, it, like, cause the thing is, as well, Gregor is actually a separate character as well. Yeah, you know, and like I, that was. Oh really no, cool. he's definitely different. Yeah, different from Sasha. Yeah, they're not the same person. They're not the same person. He, he did a yeah. really good job of it. And bear in mind, he had to, you know, when you die like that, you have to throw it together pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And he did. No, he he was he, he was prepared. He I knew. Think. He yeah. knew. He was planning. Like he he knew that things could happen. Yeah, like. We, we touched on earlier we went around and uh, we did lots of skirmishes I took a lot of pictures of different skirmishes which was really fun yeah we, we sold a lot of potions as well yeah yeah sold a bunch um, of potions uh, the books they, they went like um, I'm out of books basically uh, and collectively as a striding because uh, um, Fire made money last time in the uh, combat mm-hmm. right uh, Bungles made some money you've made some money yeah I made some money so it's most like, productive Ashbourne has ever been. It's not like we're rich cash. at all. Like no, we're not no, 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 at no, all no. rich. No, I know what rich looks like. I yeah. saw rich at the last player event. So it was the fact that I walked up with this book in this box, 
and I was like, oh, I normally sell these for like four thrones, and someone just dropped a five throne coin and was like, do you I have change. Yeah, I bet you've never seen a coin that big. Was literally what they said. Yeah. I was like, knowing that it was true, it's yeah. so good. It was so what well, it was a great mate, moment, mate. There is rich and there is wealthy, and we're not even either of those no, levels yet. No, we are decidedly modest. Just is what I would little, say. Like we're 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 very. We poor. can barely understand our own standard of living. Right, we oh can barely God. afford it. Yeah, um, uh, but yeah, no, so that was all great. Like, um, what did Lanius give you? That was the bit I was talking about earlier. He oh. gave me that that pendant. Yeah, so that was really cool. That was just a really nice moment. Um, something else that was really good fun to do, actually, like throughout the both events, I quite liked having these wooden bowls, and I'd fill them with like sweets and things. I'd just walk around offering them to people, uh, and I like I did it quite a bit in like a mother hen kind of way I suppose the first event but at the second event I had like these cupcakes and stuff like this and I, I just had a really great time walking around all the camps just giving them away and it was just like it was cool I got to talk to a lot of people and hang out I have a I have a pet peeve of yeah. when a snack is going around in a circle and everyone just keeps handing each other the bowl forever going <laughs> round in a circle and fuck it pisses me off I'm like <laughs> I'm that guy who This has been here twice before. If, if anyone wanted this, they would have no, taken no, it by now. That's me. That's it's me. just moving slowly ever onwards through this drunken meander of going round in a circle. Yeah. And I won't I don't I don't want any part of it anymore. <laughs> I just don't want to be. Send it back the other way. You know? Don't worry, I'll ping hey, it back when it gets hey, to me again. Hey, you had a cupcake like everyone else. No, I didn't. I didn't. That's not true. That's a lie. I did not have any cupcakes. Um Anyway, uh, no, stones. <laughs> Let's talk about the stones. Yeah, so there was. Um, we talked before about a stone that was placed in the hospital. Again, I was not really hugely part of this plot. There were two other stones apparently somewhere else, different place in the camp. They actually resolved. And there's so much stuff that happened in the background of this that I don't know about, but they managed to resolve this stuff by basically going back, finding the stone that had been lost out the night before, and getting it, bringing it back, destroying the enchantment or whatever it is that was on it. And doing the same for the other three stones. Cadogan was heavily involved in all of this, by the way. Yeah. Like, there were, there were, there were that multiple people coming in. to seeing him and like getting consultations on what to do and performing rituals, all kinds of stuff that was well beyond my sphere of knowledge. Basically, we ended up with these three curse broken sort of stones at our camp. Uh, and that was just like so random and weird. But it was, it was really good fun. Um, Did you like what? I always found it confusing what was happening with the stones at the time. Like, they were basically, like, dropped off by the heirs of Teruniel, I think. Okay, so I don't know. There was basically... I think so. But there was also another plot going on. And I can only touch on this very loosely because I don't understand it very well. There was another plot going on and the main plot was essentially... There was a group of people who were here before and they went missing. And one of those people had made a bargain with some Winter Herald or something, that they would make some sacrifice and part of it involved becoming a Draugir, which is to sort of like become this lineage. I bumped into some of this. Right. There was... But part of it was also... Part of this spell also meant that the person thought that they'd been there for 15 years or something, when in fact they'd only been there for a few months. This caused Mm. massive conversations across the whole camp. Again, I wasn't massively part of it. But our friend... Uh, Simon, who plays Marcus, yeah, so was I, this guy. Okay. I didn't know this. Yeah. All I knew was that he wasn't who his character was. Yes. And I was like, okay, so I was like, 
I was getting kind of drunk and having a good time. And it was like, oh, we're going to go on the skirmish. And I was like, I can't fight. And they were like, well, why don't you just hold the light? And I was like, I can hold the light. So basically, I got lent a light from an orc player. I had loads of really great interactions with the orcs, by the way, which I really yeah. can't go into, but they're amazing. Yeah. So I'm holding this light. And we're going to go off. And we're going to go and we're going to go to the woods. And then the ritualists are going to go into some uh, aura. Right. They're going to do some sort of conversation with some people. And then we're going to come out and we have to stay really quiet because the Valorna are all around us and it could kick off if we do. Right. So, like, but there's like 20 of us armed to the teeth heading off as this escort in the dark. I didn't know. Me about holding this. this light. And, like, Simon's character just starts, like, dropping like ever so often like the odd little thing that's like oh shit like yeah. oh no this guy's this could go bad so it's me and becca the yeah. dawnish person yeah, yeah, yeah. i talked about before we're like i'm like giving her like looks like this shit's about to go fucking south like right fucking now and i'm talking to him like hey brother like why don't we relax why don't you tell me your problems he's like no we made a deal you're all right and he starts he keeps on trying to like escalate up and i'm like yeah we bring it back down again, escalate up, and we bring it back down again. And then finally, we managed to kind of like the the, the people like continue, finish their conversation, and then we leave. But then there's like loads of rumors about one of the ritualists being left behind, and there's loads of con- yeah. I didn't know any of this. And this is like what happens at LARP, like late. Yeah, like weird. What's going on? Who's missing? No, the person's found. They're at their camp. No, they're still missing. Who told you that? Blah blah. Chaos. So the only thing I knew about any of this was when uh, Ravidia held the sort of this kind of impromptu kind of like meeting, basically is the only way to describe it, right on the field. Like all the players were called to this sort of standing, if you like, to come and listen to what had been going on. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she kind of voiced it all with some of the other players to of like the events as they understood them. Uh, and then everyone was able to ask sort of loose questions and stuff it was cool it was a really cool moment and part of the product of this shortly after was that people worked out that uh, Simon's character who was this person from this deal that had been made was actually in our camp and therefore the decision was made until they could decide what to do that they should just keep him busy so they asked uh, Sinwig to basically keep him occupied which basically meant plying him with alcohol at the in, the entire paths at the entire paths uh, camp. Uh, so, it's a very Navarri solution to a problem. It was, and uh, but yeah, so that was. I actually have no idea how that plot actually panned out, but no. it sounded like a lot of fun. But I think like there's part of it where I kind of like I don't need to know everything no. that happened at an event. Yeah, I'm more than happy to bump into parts yeah. of it and have stories to tell that I can learn what actually happened later down the line. You know, one of the things where this impacted me most was the effect this all of the background stuff in this event regarding the stones and things impacted Urizen and the politics there because mm-hmm. Lanius had made the decision obviously to get the stone out of the camp. Other people had other opinions on whether or not that was a good action. Uh, there's also a lot of internal friction within Urizen, which was quite interesting. I can't go into it too much, but like a yeah, fairly... Yeah, we should. No, no, no. There's, there was all sorts of Urizen-y popping off this weekend. That yeah, was, uh, it was really good. It was really good. Like, But it was quite late at night. But it was it yeah. was good. Yeah, like I would say uh, if you have to do some RP, yeah. don't wait until 3am to do it. Yes. 
or you will upset a lot of people who aren't involved in your game. But uh, it was it was it was cool RP though. I have to say it that. was yeah, yeah. totally um, yeah. So what's this Bungle as Bandit Leader NPC? So I heard like so Bungle was basically telling me, and again I wasn't here for any of this. This is purely third party storytelling. But he was telling me that he did this thing where there was a plot with one of the players that they were like an ex-thief. Oh, I heard about this. Yeah. And they had stolen the loot or yeah. there was something about like these trade part, like a partnership, so basically gone, the, a job gone bad. Right? Yeah, so it was basically these people who was this kind of bandit leader who was played by Bungle and some other people basically got in touch with this character and like they're obviously old crime buddies to have a meeting with him. They invite him to this meeting. He goes along uh and they basically ask him where the chest is and he's like what chest and all this and it kind of is like a conversation about like you know what chest it was if you didn't have it who had it kind of thing like they'd obviously done a job together the chest had gone missing classic yeah, yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. So reservoir dogs kind of style stuff uh and it ended in a shanking and then like, sending him on his way it sounded cool like i wasn't part of it but like i think bungle had a really good time doing it mate like bungle's coming into his own right now the um yeah, we there was a bar. Yeah. And we I Yes. I I drank quite a lot on Saturday night. And another thing you did that I thought was very, very entertaining was we go up to the bar and you're like, I'll buy everyone here at the bar a drink. And and bear in mind this is all in IC money. And it was like it was it was the way that your character suddenly became flash of the cash. And I and, and you were standing right next to Talis. And then he was like, I kind of looked at you and say, like, I approve yeah. of all of this, right? Like but this I idea think, of like you going a little bit fancy, you getting a little bit. But in. <laughs> I think there was an element, and I really don't want to go too much into this, where uh, Talis doesn't know quite yet. Yeah, but he's might have got an inkling that Geller Ashbourne is more than he appears to be. Yeah, and he's getting his his fingers into many different Oh, yeah, no, we know about this. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, like, like we are talking about before, like the last event before this one, I was the first time I felt comfortable talking about mm. politics and a bunch of other stuff. Like, I was holding court, like, at, like, uh, Fallen, Fallen Queen, right? Like, yeah. I was just like, I got into, like, a conversation with a new player and we went yeah. pretty hard on the yeah. political stuff. I even had to go up to the guy and be like, hey, I'm really sorry. And he was like, I was like, hey, I'm really sorry if that went too hard, like politically. He was like, no, man, I loved that. Like, yeah. new player, really, really loved it. Um, but yeah, it was cool. It was just like a, as a character element, you being suddenly flash with money, and pretty good, right? It was really nice. I loved it as being Talus, right? But it's because, prosperous. Yeah, you yeah. share what you have, right? You, like, like, it's not about holding up. Because, like, one of the kind of like underlying currents has been like Talus is a little bit like you know he, he kind of spends the money he makes kind of thing. And then to see your character kind of do the same in the same sort of well, thing. I mean, kind of. Well, kind of. I, I, think trying... I think that's how Talos might view it. But yeah. uh... It was cool, dude. It was really cool. Mm. I loved it. Um, yeah, I want to quickly bring up some very fashionably dressed leaguers. Mm. Um, I've never felt like, whenever I hang around with leaguers now, especially this group of leaguers, yeah. I never, always feel poor and underdressed. That's exactly how league should be. Yeah, like, it makes that's you feel exactly like, how it should like be. you are in your place, peasant. Yeah, <laughs> coming in a bar. Like their costume game is like yeah. so good. It's professional level. It's like on brief, 
it's just I think one thing about like the events that we've been to the like the kit quality yeah. and what that allows to be as the world building around you mm. is just so such a high level yeah like people look exactly where they're from yeah but with character yes and it's Really yeah, special. no. People have really taken kit into wonderful directions. Like I, I the the quality at the player event was phenomenal. Mm. Like everyone was on point. Right. So we, I, I got pretty drunk on Saturday night. Right. And I was around the campfire, and one of our members had mentioned how he had heard Dawn, a member of Dawn, oh my word, yeah, say something. Right. And he said it as a passing comment in conversation. Yeah. And what he heard Dawn say, uh, a member of Dawn say was, death to Navarre. Right. <laughs> and Gellert went off on one. Okay, firstly, yeah. you can't let that stand. <laughs> you... <laughs> you can't let that stand. Okay, so just for context, everyone, before this goes too deep, right? Yeah. I'm having a pretty chill time I'm walking around like I'm pretty relaxed at this stage I'm pretty much ready just to sit my ass down and enjoy the end of the evening just chillaxing yeah and then everyone's like tell us that the you seen Gellert and then they were like because you might need to go and calm him down because he's gone off to dawn because they've said death to Navarre and he wants like he's gonna start kick off about it and I was like um, what is I think one thing I heard was that it described as Gellert's gone to start a war with Dawn yeah, yeah. Uh, and I literally marched across that field and just started yelling yeah about how un- unvirtue it was one I wanted to know who did it yeah and then I wanted their side of the story yeah and then there was an accusation and then members of Dawn defended that member and I was like how dare you defend yeah his actions for saying that all yeah. I want is an apology and it just it escalates so much man because like, you have it was like just so good. you have yeah like, and it's like it's yeah. late as well so everyone's had a drink and it's just this crazy like uh, yelling at each other definitely a uh, drunk angry man fight um, yeah. but it was really good fun yeah got my apology for the record just in case you're curious dear listener but afterwards I left I uh, got taken to one side by some Eurozenies. Right. Who said, you might want to meet someone. Okay. And I met a person. Right. Who really didn't like Dawn. Right. Who gave me many reasons why Dawn aren't very nice. Right. Usually you can talk about all this. I, well, I'm going to talk about it in the way that is like abstract. But what I'm, my, the, my only point to illustrate this is, I don't think it's a secret that this person doesn't yeah. like Dawn, by the way. But like the... Um, by doing something dumb, yeah, and it was dumb, yeah, to go and like kick off about something that's like really like OC yeah. me, yeah, it doesn't care. It's such a, of course, it was an offhand comment, right? Yeah. Like it was such a dumb thing to say, and like everyone's having fun. I'm sure it was like half OC, right? But I see, yeah, the honor of Navarre has been fucking dis- besmirched out of loyalty, and yeah. and like you have to deal with that shit, right? Yeah. Like this game, but that leads into other game, yeah. Right, like, and that's one thing I'm learning more and more is like sometimes, like, by taking the option yeah. and and being the extreme of a thing, yeah. it opens up so much more game than you would otherwise. Oh know? yeah, yeah. Like, so I think there's there's parts of the game, right? And I've kind of found this where there's parts of the game where I'm happy to just 
play out a fairly like mundane stride, right? Mm-hmm. And just but there's other parts of the game where I want to push and be the exception and have people challenge me on points, right? That's the whole point, right? Is to have like contest in action. But it's but it's oh god, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a beer burp. Um, the 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 way that kind of like helps other people play the game and have yeah. better experience is what it's all about, basically. Oh my god, I'm yeah. being burpy. Let's keep going, Ian. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we're kind of getting to Sunday, I think. Yeah, pretty we're much. probably brushing over some stuff. But there's very, let's keep there's going. not too much to talk about on Sunday. There was the big battle, basically. Well, actually, that is a big thing to talk about. The big it is battle a against huge the thing to talk about. So the Jotun battle on the Sunday. Yeah. The opposite was true about the numbers. Yes. So I would say it was at least two to one in favor of Imperial forces. Potentially, it. it I don't think it was quite that much, but it was heading. That I way. would say it was. Yeah, I would say it was. But the uh, Jotun was supposed to be, um, they had a grave and they were supposed to be digging it up. And that was really cool. 20 by the minutes way. of RP yeah. and they would win. Yeah. But what actually happened was <laughs> yeah. uh, the Imperial forces came out yeah. and just ruffle stomped everyone. Yeah, we pushed us off the objective so quick. The Jotun had been supercharged. Yeah. Uh, that didn't matter. It didn't matter at all. They yeah. got ruffle stomped. They kept on respawning. Yeah. And basically. It was a jolly good time for every Imperial force that took that field. Yeah, there was a couple of times where we like pushed them in certain sectors and stuff, and people went down and stuff. But they and uh, like the thing is to remember it as well. Sometimes when you're in a battle uh, and it feels like you're getting beaten really badly for for other players on the other side, no, of other no, parts of the line, it's and actually quite. Desperate. This is talking from a me photographing. Yes, you're a photographer, view, yeah. and it's like so. I had like a, it's slightly different from being in those moments yes and I think like honestly like I shouldn't take away they were a wrecking machine oh yeah they, they work so well together and doing stuff they were amazing there were and I, 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 I hate mentioning it some okay let's talk about not taking calls yeah I mean so not taking calls is very real and it happens and I really don't know how it happens because okay there was a a shield, there was a line of uh, polearm weapons and other things from the Jotun, okay? Yeah. They were deliberately designed as a block to work together because yeah. they all had strike down. Yeah. They were approached by a line of uh, heavy infantry from the um, from the Imperials. Yeah. They all said at once, their call and then strike down and hit down. Hit down on the Imperials. There were six of them. Not one Imperial citizen was struck down. Mm. It was crazy yeah i mean look it's unfortunate i I really to be honest with you like it's one of those things where i don't want to dwell on it too much because it's the obviousness of everything that's involved in it yeah uh in terms of like the solutions are fairly obvious and what we would desire is fairly obvious uh i think i think what it means is more like i think for some players they don't know what the calls are Oh, that's a that's a that's a, a very different thing, but a very true thing. That I think that sometimes. is true, and I think there's something to be said about like there was a really good player pack uh, at that event. Yeah, that literally had every single call written out. Mm. So if you're not sure at all about yeah. every call that you can have, if you don't know what ability and power does on your weapon, yeah, look it up. Yeah, right. Like these are these are things that you kind of have to bring to the game. Yeah, I th- now I... I also understand that in the intensity of battle. It's sometimes hard to hear. Yeah. Right. So I, I would like to. I would always like to give benefit of doubt to players. Yes. Um, but it, it from my point of view, it did seem a little silly at times with the lack of calls in that battle. That would yeah. be my only critique. 
Yeah, uh, there's so many elements involved in all of it, and uh, basically when I'm monstering, uh, and like I was in both the battles, I'm just there, I'm I'm providing fun and challenge where I can, right? Mm -hmm. And ultimately, I get killed a lot, that's kind of my job, right? Like, it's just to get killed a lot, and to try and make the act of killing me pleasurable, Mm -hmm. and to provide peril along the way, right? That's it. Right, and I can buy into that a fair bit of the way. Uh, obviously, when there's certain things where you're like, ah, oh, you know, if you'd taken that call, we could have had a more expansive moment. I find that disappointing, right? Like, for me, it's like I want to play the game, yeah, okay? Like, I don't want to be like when if and died, yeah, I could have made a very clear decision to either ignore the call. Yeah. When everyone had passed me by, pretend that my leg was healed and then run back. Mm-hmm. I had all of these options to do that. Yeah. And I chose not to, and it was one of the most rewarding experiences I've ever had in the game. Yeah. I I think there's so many different elements in it, like with regards to do people hear it, do people understand it, all of that. That it's hard to talk about in terms of anything beyond as I said, that I think everyone understands the spirit of what we're after. I hope so. Yeah, and it was, so. it was. Uh, to be honest with you, as well, like when I'm monstering or whatever, if people aren't taking the calls, I, I normally just go somewhere else and play to I have th- fun. I think I'm going to change that now. I'm much more in favour of talking to referees now. Yeah, much more than I was before. I think it's because I have much more confidence in like what I think should be expected or how I understand the rules to be. Yeah, expected. and by the way, it sounds like we're making a huge issue of this. I think it's just because it happened and it's something that does happen in LARP. And it should be something that's talked about. And it's like, it, it's. I guess it's the time the time it's happened where it's felt, like it's, it's and, and the right amount of experience maybe from us where we feel like we can talk about certain things. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, it's difficult. Um, and I think it's part of the game and therefore definitely worth talking about. Totally, totally. Without being like, oh, it's this group of players from this nation or whatever. Yeah, it's not about that at all. Because this happens all over the place, by the way. Every skirmish and battle. And just to... Like, I I always give benefit of the doubt to the players. Orcs struggle to hear a lot more because of the mask. Uh, If you're in a creature costume, even harder. Actually, and this is how this can happen. This is why you always have to give the benefit of the doubt. Right, I'm wearing my monster costume with this mask on. There's a bunch of times... There's two instances that happen particularly... I got venomed somehow. I didn't feel the hit and I didn't hear the call. Mm. And the ref had to come and tell me, you've been venomed, you're dying of venom. Yeah. I honestly couldn't hear it. I couldn't feel it. I think this might um, happen with steel helmets as well. Yeah, I think it wouldn't be surprised. hearing definitely gets reduced. Dropped off. Yeah, I, like, uh, I honestly couldn't hear very much at all. Yeah. And then the other time that happened that was interesting was uh, I got taken down as this monster and... Um, uh, I'm basically getting uh, jabbed by Brad and who plays um, Vespasian and uh, another uh, Urizeni. But I'd fallen, and I couldn't actually see this myself, but I'd fallen into a form patch. Mm. Uh, and I couldn't hear what they said. But I'm, it was kind of those things where I didn't understand what they'd said until I stood up. But he said, oh, let him stand up and then we can continue fighting. I thought he was saying, back off because they're under pressure. That was my interpretation of what they were saying, like, like, let's fall back. So I stood up and I attacked him, 
right, which was obviously he was letting me up OC in order to make sure that I was safe. I think that's fine. It was though. fine. It was fine. But it was just one of those things where it made me think like how easily you can mishear something when you're wearing yeah, a costume like that. Yeah, I think there's like something that. to be said between two mates fighting compared to two strangers. Well, he didn't know who I, I was in the costume That's what I mean. Well, but, but a lot of people can take like undue offense at someone else through purely like whatever i think generally the lark community is really good is that is to be honest with you the end thing i'd say on this like i uh, think i think there is always going to be a certain percentage of players yeah that are selfish unfortunately yeah and that's just the way it is right like um but i think the vast majority huge want to play the game in the best spirit possible and that includes like dying risking it all right yeah um yeah um you count your counts yeah you take your cleaves yeah you take your strike downs and your paralysis is like a, a good citizen like you should oh uh, it was yeah it, but the other but generally just to be honest just to, to round out that battle it just was a really good battle yes to be honest with you yeah i had a really good time being a yotan i was absolutely shattered at the end of it well you gave the whole yotan force gave so much i was like they running. kept on Getting respawned yes. and going out there and giving it their. I all. went out for every respawn and it was just like, and I died a lot. Right, yes. <laughs> I died a lot. A lot of people died a lot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but it, it was a really good fun battle. Hopefully, we find it entertainment for them. Uh, okay, and enjoyed it. We're getting there. This is the end of Sunday from the uh, the Shadow event. We the did only other thing to oh, say actually at the end of the battle was that there was a Valorn attack at the very end of it, and one of those Valorn was Sasha. And they got and killed. They, and they killed him and they executed him, releasing the spirit, which meant that now we can have a telling for him. Yes. And that was the last real story note from the event. I think uh, the story, uh, the telling of Sasha will be yeah. a really good thing to look forward to. I'm really hype about it. Who, who looks forward to a funeral? We do. We do. Absolutely. <laughs> um, we're going to take a real quick break. A real quick one. Yeah. And then we're going to find out whether we're going to try and do the last player event or not. Yeah. But it's been cracking talking about all this again. Yeah, yeah, really, really good. Thank yeah. you for listening. Thank as you for always, listening. Um, see you soon. Bye. See you soon. <laughs>